What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Joey Morales Show. Today, I will be breaking down the NFC West. We're going to be going division by division, hopefully get finished by the start of the 2021 NFL season. We'll be going team by team, division by division, just kind of looking at each team's win total and seeing if we can find some good bets. So that'll basically be the game plan over the next few episodes. So let's jump right into it. Today, we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals, who were 8-8 eight and eight and uh, finished third in the NFC West in 2020. Uh, their 2021 win total sitting at 8.5 wins, the over at plus 100, the under at minus 130. Now they've lost Kenyon Drake, uh, cornerback Patrick Peterson, and cornerback Drake Kirkpatrick in the offseason. Um, some notable additions that they've got are uh, obviously J.J. Watt, who was one of the bigger signings of the entire season, uh, wide receiver A.J. Green, cornerback Malcolm Butler, quarterback a cornerback Malcolm Butler and quarterback Colt, Colt McCoy, and then also running back James Conner. Uh, as far as their top draft pick, they got Rondale Moore with a second round pick, a wide receiver out of Purdue. Um, and then some notable stats that they had from 2020 that I could find. Uh, they were 12th in red zone uh, scoring attempts per game, 10th in red zone scoring percentage, 7th in rushing yards, 13th in yards per play, and 8th in yards per play allowed. Uh, some negative stats that they had from 2020, the Cardinals were 22nd and 3rd down percentage. Looking at their 2021 schedule, uh, they have the 13th hardest schedule, and that's based off opponent win percentage from 2020. So some thoughts on 2020. Uh, this team started pretty hot. They went 6-3 and three in their first nine games, proceeded to lose five of their last seven to miss the playoffs. Uh, I would say they had multiple improbable wins. The first one came in week seven. If you remember, that was an overtime win versus Seattle. They had a Baldwin overturned touchdown. Seattle would have won that game if not for a holding call uh, that overturned that touchdown in overtime, ended up winning that game. Uh, and then the next one came in week nine versus the Bills. If you remember, that was the uh, Hale Murray. Um, there was a Hail Mary to uh, Hopkins that sealed them the victory there, but that was probably a game they should have lost. Um, and then in week 11, uh, the Patriots kind of seemed to deploy an interesting strategy versus Kyler. They basically had their defensive ends kind of sit on the edge, uh, prevent Kyler from rushing to the outside, forcing him to have to throw uh, from the pocket. And then from there, they basically tried to jam up inside slants, inside passing routes. So that way you would have to either throw it deep uh, and and to the outside, which for a shorter quarterback, pretty hard, uh, th pretty hard throws to make. Um, it seemed like that strategy worked pretty well. The Patriots ended up winning that game, only allowed Kyler 170 passing yards, 31 rushing yards, no touchdowns and one interception. Um, and that was a strategy that I think a lot of teams tried to replicate. Now, not as good as Bill Belichick, but still tried to. And then so going into 2021, I think the Cardinals will have to be a lot smarter in how they deploy Kyler Murray, especially to get him uh, to make plays with his legs on the outside, hopefully try to work in a lot more play action. Um, I know that Cliff Bur Kingsbury likes to deploy the 10 personnel package, but I think mixing in some more tight ends, going with heavier sets, uh, doing some play action will allow Kyler to get to the outside, not allow teams to just deploy one simple strategy and uh, uh, basically neutralize him. So hopefully they can get a little smarter um, and not allow teams to dictate how they run their offense. Now, kind of looking at their schedule, they have some pretty good out-of-division games. Uh, they have a home game versus the Texans, an away game versus the Jaguars, a home game versus the Panthers, an away game versus the Lions, and an away game versus the Cowboys. All those games are uh, very winnable games. 
Um, and some of those are quite frankly, uh, layups. So um, that is good for their 2021 season. Now, I think Rondale Moore is going to need to get up to speed pretty quickly if they want to use a 10 personnel package. Um, this team kind of struggles, I would say, with uh, wide receiver depth. Um, I think AJ Green, who knows how he's going to look uh, after being injured all of last season. Christian Kirk has kind of been in and out, sometimes productive, sometimes not. Same thing with Andy Isabella. So, uh, you know, we need, if they really want to deploy that package with uh, the 10 personnel with four wide receivers and one running back, no tight ends, they're really going to need uh, at least one ideally two more receivers to kind of step up and make a better impact, especially because at tight end uh, with Max Williams, I don't think they're going to get a lot there. So they really need uh, these receivers to kind of step up now, kind of looking at the division. uh, This team is no doubt the uh, worst team in the division. um, And they have a lot of chips stacked against them. Uh, The Rams have now a motivated Matt Stafford and a great defense Uh, The 49ers get Jimmy G healthy um, and have a solid roster on both sides of the ball with a ton of depth. Um, If you remember, that team went to the Super Bowl just a few seasons ago. So you have to consider them still quite a bit of favorite to uh, win the division. And the Seahawks still have a great offense with Russell Wilson, with Tyler Lockett, uh, with DK Metcalf. Um, So, you know, the, the, the main issue I have with the Cardinals is that you know, if if AJ Green looks rusty and old, if Christian Kirk just really can't dominate any or, and you know really push the ball down the field, get uh, wide receiver uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins open, um, this team could really struggle. And if one injury does happen to DeAndre Hopkins, it could really struggle uh, moving the ball in the passing game. And looking at the running back situation, I, I think there's a reason James Conner <laughs> is on this team now. He's questionable uh questionable production that you're going to get from him so just knowing you only have chase edmonds i think he's going to get a ton of work but if he gets hurt then at that point you might become one-dimensional because not many teams are really going to commit too many people to stopping james connor and that's not good for any offense to be one-dimensional so i think i like the under here um at minus 130 though that's a little too much juice i would probably try to see if you can get minus 120 or better now this team does get a lot of hype from the fantasy uh, football uh committee uh, just because uh, they are perceived to uh, play fast um deandre hopkins is obviously one of the best receivers in the game Kyler Murray gets a lot of production. So you could get some um, late money coming in on the uh, over. And so that way you can get a little bit better uh, VIG on the under. Uh, So that would be my personal bet. Not one I'm making just yet, obviously, because it's still at minus 130. um, So I don't like that price. But I do believe they hit the under. I think it's probably a rough season for the Cardinals. I don't know if um, Cliff has it in him to adapt this offense once teams try to deploy that. And on the defensive side, uh, you know, they lost two starting quarterbacks, not really great. Malcolm Butler, I think outside of that one uh, Super Bowl play has kind of been a wash. Um, JJ Watt, you know, gets is gets another year older and has had a lot of injuries. Um, so yeah, I like the under there. Now let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Their 2020 record was six and 10. 
Uh, their 2021 win total was uh, is 10 wins, the over at minus 145 and the under at plus 115. Uh, the only notable addition that I could see that they lost outside of defensive coordinator Robert Sala is wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. Um, they got center Alex Mack and defensive end Samson Ibuka, uh, Ebukam, excuse me. Um, their top draft pick, uh, this was a pretty um, kind of a big shock, I would say, in terms of the 2021 draft. Uh, quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State in the first round uh, with a third overall pick. Uh, kind of some pressure now on Jimmy G to um, really show up, perform well. If not, Trey Lance could be waiting in the wings there. You never like that for any team uh, when a quarterback feels like he has someone right over his shoulder waiting to take over. It's just never good. Um, so hopefully they can get that situation figured out. Now some positive stats from 2020. They were fifth in opponent yards per play, third in opponent third down conversion. Um, some negative stats. They were 23rd in their own offensive third down conversion percentage and 21st in points per game. Now uh, some uh, on their schedule, their 2021 strength of schedule is 19th. Uh, so one being hardest, 32 being the easiest. Um, looking at their 2020 season, it's kind of hard to take a lot from it. They started, ended up starting three different quarterbacks, had a lot of injuries. Um, they lost Jimmy G, obviously. They lost Debo Samuel. Um, even uh, George Kittle missed some games. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I would say, is probably the main uh, takeaway that I would uh, take away from this season. Uh, he emerged as a really good threat, ended up leading the team in receiving yards. Uh, he's definitely a good find for a team that uh, might not have any like perennial like stars per se outside of George Kittle on the offensive side, but still have really good uh, weapons that they can deploy and ones that will help them uh, maintain some good depth without having to you know dedicate too much salary cap towards any one player. Um, now, looking into 2021, they get a healthy Jimmy G back or rookie Trey Lance. I'm not sure either one is a great fit. I think Jimmy G, it's 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 so bizarre to me that Bill Belichick traded him away. I th I don't know why, but for some reason, I, he will just always have that stain on his uh, player profile for me. Is that, the, you know, Bill Belichick looked at this quarterback and said, no, thank you. Uh, so I think I think it's probably only a matter of time till rookie Trey, uh, Trey Lance took, takes over. And, I mean, there's some good defenses in this division. The Rams are obviously a, a solid defense. Um, if you believe J.J. Watt is, you know, can, can still play well, the Cardinals might have a good pass rush. Um, so, you know, and I just think that it might not be a good fit for either quarterback, and that really might be – a detriment to the entire team, which I think is otherwise a really good uh, roster, especially because you get Debo Samuel back healthy. He led the league in 2020 in yards after contact per reception. And so kind of looking at the odds, I think the loss of Robert Sala could definitely help uh, hurt um, at minus 145 for the over. They would have to hit 11 games, 59.18% um, of the time for you to win your bet. Uh, that's pretty high considering that it, this, I mean, their season really sits on a house of cards with the quarterback situation. If Jimmy G doesn't play well, and if Trey Lance uh, is, is kind of the guy that was, we expect from North Dakota state that might not be as good as we uh, think uh, this whole kind of season for them could be a wash and they might end up back in the quarterback pool in 2022. Um, so 
I think the defensive coordinators might be able to pick apart either one. If you also just assume that there's some sort of drop off uh, from the defensive coordinator, Robert Salah to uh, uh, D'Amico, then I think the under is definitely a good value play. Um, the under only has to hit at plus one fifty at plus one fifteen. The under only has to hit at forty six point five percent of the time to break even. I honestly kind of like that. I think there actually might be a good amount of drop off in this team uh, that people aren't really factoring in with the quarterback situation. I think ten wins is just a little too high. Um, they, you know, just even looking at just the quarterbacks, Trey Lance or Jimmy G, either one is going to be the worst quarterback in this division. You obviously would take Kyler. You would obviously take Russell Wilson. And I think Matt Stafford um, played really well last year. And with uh, the combination of him and Sean McVay, I think I would take that over uh, Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Um, So that's never good uh, for a team that is basically favored to win the division, uh, if not the co-favorite, to know that you have the worst quarterback in the division. Not a good setup. I honestly might even go as far to say that an alternate line of nine and a half or nine wins could be interesting to bet the under as well, depending on what kind of odds you get. So like the under there as well, I think um, the 49ers might be due for a letdown of a season compared to their win total. Now, looking at the Los Angeles Rams in 2020, they went 10 and six for second in the NFC West. Um, Their 2021 win total sitting at 10 wins, the over at minus 130, the under at plus 100. Um, the notable, uh, you know, loss that they have is quarterback Jared Goff. Um, and they obviously got Matt Stafford as well as wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Um, their top draft pick was Tutu Atwell, wide receiver in from, in the second round, uh, from Louisville, uh, some notable stats, some positive stats from 2020. They were first in yards per play allowed number one in the league. Uh, they were fourth in opponent third down conversions percentage. So like I said, that defense, very stout, very productive. Um, some negative stats from 2020, they were 19th in yards per play and 19th in red zone scoring percentage. Uh, their 2021 strength of schedule, they have uh, the number 10. So again, one being the hardest, 32 being the easiest. So they have the 10th hardest schedule. Uh, that, some thoughts from 2020, I think they had a very successful season. I, I think a lot of people wondered if maybe their 2018 Super Bowl per appearance was a fluke. And especially when they failed to make the playoffs the next year. But I think coming back in 2020, winning 10 games, making it to the divisional round is pretty impressive. Um, they were also three and two versus playoff teams in the regular season. They're only and only lost to the Bills. And one of their losses was to the Bills and it was only by three points. Um, and looking closer, they also didn't really overperform in close games. The Rams went four at four in games that were decided by one score or less. And of their six losses, three of them were by three points or less. So a lot of close games uh, that they ended up losing, they could have easily won. And a lot of close games that they won, um, you know, they only went four and four in one um, one possession game. So I think the Rams might have the single, one of the best uh, defensive units in all of football. I'd probably say them, the Bucks, and the 49ers, all pretty much up there in terms of defense. They were, like I said, they were number one in uh, yards per play allowed fourth and opponent, third down uh, conversion percentage. I think where the Rams struggled was on offense. They were 19th in yards per play and only 14th in third down conversion percentage. I believe there might be a little bit of noise in those numbers, though, of the 10 games that the Rams won. Uh, Do you want to know how many they won leading going into the fourth quarter and never give up the lead? All 10. 
Uh, so looking at the Rams scoring, you know, per quarter, you can clearly uh, see that they like to sit on the ball with the lead. Um, so this is basically a, a rank in terms of how many points they score per quarter compared to the rest of the teams in the NFL and by quarter. So in the first quarter, uh, they are 18th, second quarter, 18th, third quarter, 12th, and fourth quarter, 25th. So in 10 of their 16 games, they were leading going into the fourth quarter. So then when you factor in that they were just 25th in points per quarter in the fourth quarter, um, now it kind of leads me to believe that they just want to eat up time if they are up. So this helps explain some of the apparent offensive woes that I think are in the stats for the Rams, but not actually there because they were winning. Now, looking into 2021, basically one of the biggest questions of the entire NFL offseason is how well Matt Stafford, a 13-year veteran uh, has who has only played with one team his entire life, performs with a brand new team. So last year, he finished 12th in yards per game and 12th for passing yards overall. Um, now there's a little bit of noise in that just because the, the lions were down in a lot of games. So it does make sense that they were forced to pass, have to accumulate a lot more passing yards. So it kind of inflates those stats, but still good for a quarterback, his age. Now he has a team, which is much more complete from an offensive standpoint and a great defensive unit, which should give him plenty of short fields. Uh, I think the Rams barely lost anybody, uh, this off season. And I think the ability of Sean McVay to ice games, sets up nicely for Matt Stafford. Uh, I think one concern is maybe if the Rams lost a little too many pieces on the defensive side, um, defensive coordinator Brandon Stanley left his role, and um, they also lost four starters on that side of the ball. The two main pieces I think that will still keep the team together are Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Uh, So I think that there's hope that this team still should be a top five unit And if you really expect a big drop-off because of Brandon Staley, still probably a top 10. Um, Looking at their schedule, they do have a little bit of concerns. They play eight games versus teams that made the playoffs last year, including strong out-of-division opponents. Um, They got an away game versus the Colts, a home game versus the Buccaneers, a home game versus the Titans, an away game versus the Packers. Could be easy if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go back. Uh, And then an away game versus the Ravens. The the Bears barely made the playoffs at eight and eight. Now they have Andy Dalton as their QB one. So I, I'm not sure how much you're going to need to worry about that game. I mean, even if Andy Dalton, you know, surrenders a starting role at some point uh, to their new rookie, I doubt that's going to happen in week one where the Rams play them. So the Rams play the Bears week one. It's probably going to be Andy Dalton. I think the Bear. I think the Rams probably win that game handedly. Um, the Packers might not have Aaron Rodgers, uh, and even if they do, that the Rams have a bye week before that game. Uh, the Titans have a horrible defensive year in 2020, and I think still have a lot of concerns. Uh, the Rams also have some cupcake matchups. They do get to play the Lions, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Giants. Should definitely give them a solid floor uh, for wins. I think when you add all these together, you know, some losses on defense a better offense, uh, a, a somewhat favorable schedule. I think the Rams are probably more likely uh, to win more games in 2021 than they did in 2020. Uh, I think Stafford is a master at comebacks if the Rams are down. And then if they're up, I think McVay is a master at icing games. So I think price of 10 wins at minus 130 is more than fair. And it's probably a bet I'm going to make. I'm probably going to fade uh, the side of the Cardinals, the side of the 49ers, and 
and think that I think the Rams probably um, make another run, honestly, towards the the NFC Championship and maybe even the Super Bowl. Uh, so that's definitely a bet I will personally make. The over 10 wins, minus 130 on the Rams. All right, last team, the Seattle Seahawks. In 2020, they went uh, 12 and 4. Um, their 2021 win total only sitting at nine and a half wins, the over at minus 150, the under at plus 120. Uh, they fired offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer um, and then did not re-sign wide receiver David Moore or wide receiver Josh Gordon, who is, I believe, still suspended. They also lost uh, Greg, uh, tight end Greg Olson to retirement and running back Carlos Hyde. Um, they got uh, tight end Gerald Everett from the Rams, uh, guard Gabe Jackson, Gabe Jackson, and cornerback uh, Witherspoon. Uh, their top draft pick, Dwayne Eskridge, a wide receiver from Western Michigan uh, in the second round. Um, some positive stats from 2020, they were 12th in yards per play and 11th in yards per play allowed. Some negative stats from 2020, I would say they were 27th in third down conversion percentage and 29th in sacks per game allowed. Uh, their 2021 squ- uh, <laughs> strength of schedule is 11th. Again, one being the hardest, 32 being the easiest, so kind of a tough uh, schedule. Um, and some thoughts on 2020, you know, for a team that went 12 and four, I feel like there was a lot of drama in the off season. Um, and even of the Seahawks four losses, two of them were against playoff teams that made it to at least the divisional round. Uh, those two teams being the Rams and the bills. Um, so four losses and two of them were to the Rams and the bills. I mean, that's a pretty good regular season. Another one was against the overtime versus the Cardinals. So I would say even three losses are, you know, very, uh, excusable for lack of a better word. Uh, Russell Wilson was sixth in completion percentage, seventh in QB rating, tied for second in touchdowns. DK Metcalf basically is now the dominant downfield uh, weapon in the league. Um, and he was seventh in the league in receiving yards. And both uh, DK and Tyler tied for eighth in the league in touchdowns. Uh, the Seahawks were even 12th in the league in rushing yards per game. So you know, kind of interesting. Why uh, Why all the drama? Well, you could probably look at the offensive line. They allowed three sacks per game, uh, which is the fourth worst in the league. On top of that, they were um, 12th in the, in the league in rushing yards per game, which you think would be pretty good. But a large part of that was from Russell Wilson having to escape the pocket from all the pressure. Uh, Chris Carson, the running back for the Seahawks, led the team in rushing yards at 681. And Russell Wilson came in not too, too far behind at 513, which is a pretty narrow gap for a running back and a quarterback on the same team. And, you know, looking at Russell Wilson, that's a lot of running for a 32-year-old quarterback entering his 10th season in the league. And I would say the defense kind of had a so-so season. Um, They only allowed 5.4 yards per play, which was 11th best in the league. But on the other hand, they were 18th in points allowed per game and 26th in opponent third down conversion percentage. Not great when you can't get off the field on third down. Um, Again, despite all this, they went 12 and four. It didn't really seem like it impact their season too much until the defense gave up 23 points and the Seahawks lost in the wild card round 30 to 20 uh, versus the Rams, excuse me, 30 points and lost versus the Rams. Um, So some thoughts on 2021. I think having quarterback drama is never a good thing in the NFL, but I think Wilson is an exceptional leader. I think he knows to keep drama off the field. And more importantly, I think just Brian Schottenheimer 
being fired is a tremendous uh, positive for this team. He never really seemed to have a good feel for how to call plays. You would think despite having a top, you know, eight quarterback or so top five quarterback that Seattle just had a pass rate of 34.7%, which was 20th in the league, uh, pretty low on top of that. I think his inability to get um, some play action, a lot more play action, a lot more motion involved in the offense would have helped to keep Russell Wilson from getting sacked as much uh, with their offensive line troubles, which probably honestly cost him his job. Um, so now comes Shane Waldron. He is a new offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Russell Wilson actually endorsed him as a good candidate. So that is good. Probably shouldn't worry about the drama anymore, especially because Russell Wilson endorsed that pick. Um, I think basically Shane just needs to quickly get the offensive line back to at least league average. Um, and then just try to uh, elevate the play of the running backs, keep Russell Wilson doing play action. That's where he excels. Uh, he obviously does a really good job everywhere, but if you can keep him off the ground, get some running game going, it's good for every offense, basically. Um, and just let Russell Wilson do his thing you know, down the field with Tyler Lockett and DK. Uh, the defense is where they really struggled especially in the secondary. They gave up 278.2 passing yards per game, which was third worst in the league. Uh, the defensive line was so inept uh, that they had to blitz uh, their safeties and cornerbacks just to get the ball out of the opponent's hands. Um, ESPN's Ben Lindsley wrote a good article and quote, Seattle struggled to generate any kind of consistent pass rush without the aid of the blitz in 2020. Safety Jamal Adams was tied for the team uh, lead and pressures through 14 weeks of the regular season. So if your safety is leading the team in pressure, then something is seriously wrong with your defensive line. Now, looking at the Seahawks schedule, they have some tough matchups to start the season. They begin away Colts, home Titans, away Vikings, away 49ers, home Rams. Only the Vikings have a win total under nine and a half wins of that entire group. Uh, Wilson got very displeased with the upper management when rumors came out that they were looking to trade him this offseason. So even if that drama is gone, which I think it is, it could resurface again if the Seahawks have a bad start. So like, let's say Shane Aldrin is unable to fix uh, the Seahawks line issues and is unable to get any running backs going in those first five games. And if you also assume that the, the Seahawks don't really make any notable up, uh, upgrades in the passing game, don't expect any and they don't play any better then this team could definitely pretty easily start one and four two and three uh i'd say it's very not out of the realm uh crazy and it could really again spell some trouble get that trauma to resurface um so i think looking at their win total i was kind of first surprised that it was only nine and a half um especially because i had done articles on the rams and the 49ers knowing that they were 10 so I think the other teams have, I would say, either the same amount or more question marks for 2021 as the Seahawks. I mean, obviously the Rams have a new defense coordinator and a new quarterback. The 49ers have somewhat of a quarterback uh, battle going on. And again, another a new defensive coordinator. The Cardinals don't have as much of turnover, but uh, really just didn't, didn't really perform that well. And I already mentioned their questionable wins. So... I mean, kind of looking at the Seahawks on a, from the offensive standpoint, the you know, main issue is the line. And from a defensive in, in, standpoint, the main issue is the secondary. So 
I would say that they have, you know, the same amount of question marks, same amount of concerns that most of the other teams in the division have. Um, now, whether or not they're worse or better, uh, it's kind of up for debate. I think at minus 150 for the over, um, they would have to win 10 games 60% of the time for you to win your bet. That is pretty high, but I really don't see one particular spot where the Seahawks are worse in 2021 than they were in 2020. I think that they got better from an offensive coordinator standpoint. I think that they will get better um, from a defensive standpoint, allowing probably Pete Carroll to focus a little bit more maybe on the defense, hopefully knowing that the offense will get better. So I think betting against the Seahawks uh, and betting that under would basically either require you to place a little bit more faith in the other divisional teams or bet that the holes that the Seahawks have are just too big to fill. Um I think probably betting on Russell Wilson to just overcome all of this and still um, hit the over is probably the, just the best bet. But at minus 150, that's just too much juice for me to to bet. Um, like I said, that start of the season is rough. I think maybe you could try to see if you could look at in-season bets um, and just kind of wait out those first five games, see how they perform. If they go even three and two, and like some of their games are just close games where they just lost, then that's probably a good time to jump in because after that first uh, five stretch of games, um, I think their schedule kind of dips off. They get uh, you know an away game versus the Steelers, uh, not not great, um, but they do get a home game versus the Jaguars, very winnable game. Home game versus the Cardinals, very winnable game. So, like I said, I think over if I had it forced to pick, probably picking the over, but probably just staying away. All right. So that is the end of the NFC uh, West teams. Um, Next episode, we will be doing the AFC West teams and going again, team by team uh, through every team's win total. So uh, for uh, myself, uh, this has been the Joey Morales show. Hope you enjoy and uh, have a good day, folks. Bye-bye.